Previously on 1D4. Lady Meowlin, no more training. It's a free action to talk, right? It's also a free action to cry. A ladder appears next to you. It looks like something started to climb up. What are you going to do? I'm going to cry. What the fuck going on out there? I'm going to go kill him by myself. Riley, don't worry. I got this. Well, that really fucking hurt. You're going to die. Stab, stab, stab. Well, I'll be. That was mighty painful. You know, is it possible that being struck by lightning fixed his disability? I need you to roll a medicine check. Oh, sorry. Wait, wait, one for each time. There we go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Blind Steve's vision returns. My God, it's a miracle I can see. Wow, this is Gadrin all over again for you. Don't. Yar. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Episode 27. We have belted out so many episodes in the past, like, four or five weeks than we have ever in a row. Um, it's pretty awesome. Uh, our listenership is slowly climbing because I think when you come out with episodes consistently, it gives people things to look forward no. to. I know, right? Also, I'd like to point out hashtag no, no more thesis. Oh, yeah. Yep. Hashtag no more thesis. It How's really that? That's straight wrong. <laughs> you know, we have some. We have a bottle of white wine in there. If you want yes. some white wine, oh, or white wine in with the rum. That's it's a no. Nick. Is that hey, really a thing? Join, it might be better join than that. Join the Jingles crew, okay? Yeah, fuck join you. the Jingles yeah, crew. I don't know if I want to. I'm looking at my notes here, and they're already getting hazy. <sighs> okay, guys. Well, um, I have an accomplishment right off the bat at the very top of the notes, and um, join today, the Jingles crew. Today, after, uh, I don't know, I think five years, maybe a little more, I finally accomplished one of the best accomplishments in my life. I am now City the Insane. Um, it's the Insane Town of World of Warcraft. It is absolutely stupid. I don't suggest anyone get it, but if you're listening to this and you know what it is, I turned in my last lockbox today, and that's the last time I will ever turn in a lockbox for anyone. And I That's just, a lie. I yeah, that's really a lie. About it. He's yeah. gonna get right back on it tomorrow, an hour per day. Listen, th this is this is slavery. This is slavery. next time we play, I'll be Lilith the Insane. That's not true at all. Let's it talk about be. that, guys. It could be. It could be true. I mean, mathematically, yes, it could be true. Um, you know, we'll see. We'll figure it out. But I'm very proud of myself, um, and you should all be very proud of me because I, I work hard here at home. And Nat got the love rocket. So and Nat got the love rocket on she has one, one character. Tune. I have tried on all five of mine each day. No luck so far, but and I'm she, not giving up I, hope. She texted I the group. Screamed. She's like, oh, my God. You did like scream. I would have screamed, too. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm good. very happy for you. Um, Only you know, a little bit like, jealous. Borrow it. Like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't mess my love. I brought a love rocket. Please. <laughs> please don't share love rockets. You know what? But the name changed because it was too phallic in the picture. It was too phallic. Look up the history. The name was changed because it was too much of a sexual object. But uh, everyone's so proud of that. So you know, know what? And no it, you one know, calls in, it. What is it even called? The heartbreaker. The X forty five heartbreaker yeah. or something. <laughs> you know, they used to have a lot of lewd stuff in WoW. Like there were pictures of like titty women and like 
fully cheeked up on a Friday and like they took those paintings down and replaced them with like paintings of apples. Look it up. It's, yeah, it's but really... that's because Blizzard was doing a whole lot of things. Yeah, that's true. That's exactly like, when. Yep, when Blizzard was doing a whole lot of bad things, uh, they took down all that stuff. Um, speaking of Blizzard and doing bad things, my daughter. Sponsored by? Oh. This episode is sponsored by Blizzard. Uh, my daughter had her first like real field trip today. And uh, I was pretty jealous. My wife got fingerprinted and background checked, and she left me while I was picking lock boxes and things like that. Um, and I really hope that she's able to go on really cool field trips. And it got me thinking about what field trips I went on. And I don't know if David was there for this one. It was seventh grade, and we went on a field trip for a week to Yosemite. Yeah, how's that? You came with yeah. Oh, got that it. sounds awesome! It was in. What grade it? was that? Seventh grade. That doesn't sound like a field trip. That sounds like a vacation. vacation. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, uh, we went hiking in a cave called Spider Cave. Uh, I I want everyone to know I hate <laughs> spiders. Uh, and you, there's, there's no this, spiders in that cave. There aren't any spiders, but the way to get into the cave is through something called the birth canal, which is probably as wide <laughs> as your waist, and you drop down into it. My dad. Wasn't I've able to that. go. I've done that crawl yeah. yeah. before. I it's know crazy. what you're talking about. It's crazy, Cave man. diving yeah. is just it's something so I don't understand fun. why people would voluntarily do. I would and literally I will never do that. Me, it's right. so my, much fun. My dad couldn't so come with fun. us because my dad is a bigger man. And I was like, well, fuck, I don't want to go. Uh, but I did. And it was terrifying. Did your dad go on the field trip with you? Yeah, yeah. It was great. My dad loves Yosemite, though. You know what I mean? I like he, yeah. yeah, no. So that was a great field trip. Um what about some of you guys? Aiden, what is your favorite field trip that you ever took? Most of my field trips were in Ireland, so they involved tramping around a variety of different bogs and fields in the rain, which is classic Irish activity. Anyway, one of my favorite, we went orienteering, and you're given a map and sort of let off to go find different things and complete a series of mini quests, if you will. Anyway, that wasn't fun. The fun part was we reached a river myself and two of my fellow pupils, I wouldn't quite call them friends. And one of them was a little shy and dorky. And uh, we all decided we we're going to jump across the river. I jumped, the fat kid jumped, and then the shy dorky kid tried to jump, but uh, landed half on the bank and half off, <laughs> and then proceeded to slide into the river and be soaked for the rest of the day because he didn't bring a change of clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! What was that kid's it's name? Stephen Ellis. Uh, fuck you, Stephen. <laughs> he's, re- he's actually a really nice guy. Oh, um, just kidding. A very nice guy. Grew up to be a just well-rounded individual. But uh, yeah, that's just a funny, happy memory of uh, another ch- child getting soaking wet. I bet yeah. that's a memory he thinks of when he lays in bed at night too. You know, mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. like, "God damn!" Yeah, he's <laughs> all have those. fuck orienteering. I'm never going again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder if Aiden still remembers. And here you are <laughs> recanting it for our seven listeners. <laughs> what about you, Rob? Tell us about the time. Actually, uh, I had pretty good uh, childhood growing up whenever it came to field trips uh, since I lived in the Central Valley. Um, I also had a lot of good uh, neighbors who had connections through the schools. And um, one of them worked for uh, Gallo, 
winery. Oh, the wine? Oh, wow. So what? we had access to some of the back vineyards and mm. some of the back properties with Gallo. Um, so I got to see a lot of the back back vineyards. That's um, so cool. Yeah. So it was some cool shit. Yep. Those um, vineyards are awesome. Yeah. I'm so jealous. Yeah. My mom actually worked at a vineyard for a long time, uh, Solis Winery in Gilroy. And she that's took where me I learned, there one time. Yeah, that's where I learned how to drive, in Bob's old F-150, a blue truck. I remember driving yeah. in those fields, yeah. It's good times. Good, 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 good. Babe, what about you? Uh, mine would be, I didn't get to go to Yosemite because I didn't grow up near Yosemite. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. Um, I think you were closer we're, than I was, no, though. We're closer to Yosemite here than, than Gilroy was. Oh, really? Well, damn. Yeah. Then I just went to a cheap-ass school. I'm not complaining. It's fine. But we went to Sly Park, as most sixth graders around here do. I think Harley will get to do it in sixth grade, too, because her school goes to Sly Park. Um, but we went for a week. It was fun. And I also got to... I did get to go to the Exploratorium in week? San Francisco, though. Yeah, see, I mean... Week, yeah. It was all so right. fun, I, and we were in sixth I, I, grade, I feel... and we were, you know, all about the boys, yeah. and, like, Ooh. it was such all a about... sixth grade, like, in the cabin with all your girls, and, like, you know. All about the all Jeremiah. All the boys that you got, exactly. Like, <laughs> it was a fun time. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like I need to do my due diligence and help you guys facilitate, like, a week in Yosemite for Harley. You know what? My dad has been chomping at the bit. We used to go every year. And we're, we have to because Jay's never been either. And yeah. I, I love, 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 love Yosemite. Um, oh, so yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I'm down to help. I oh, mean, yeah, man. No, absolutely. I, yeah. think, I think it'd be fun for a lot of us. Um, Let's talk. Yeah. Natalie, <laughs> how about you? I literally white can't remember any field trip. But Wow. <laughs> Damn, you that means your school make... extra sucked. <laughs> well, like, no, like I we went. So I went now. I went to. It was my brother's field trip. Like I don't know why everyone in this area like goes to the East Coast and we do like that historic trip to like New okay. York, Virginia. Oh, um, like visit like all the that was historic a field trip. Like, yeah, yeah, it was like that. That was a week long. And then that was but his field trip, but I got to go. And then like a short one that I went on, we got to go to like the Space Museum um, in San Diego, which was fun because I've always liked space. <laughs> so right. I've always liked space. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nerds. Speaking of nerds. <laughs> one time at space camp. Yeah, get out of here. Uh, love rocket, get it, uh, David. <laughs> David, your last. What's up? So, I love rocket. <laughs> uh, so the Yosemite one was good. It um, was good. I don't remember any like high school and younger field trips outside of the Yosemite one, but I don't remember a lot about anything. But the, so like in college, mm, those um, aren't field trips. Those are fucking trips, man. Well, I did it for school. Okay, it was a school right. trip. That's I did true. a I did a week trip up to the Mendocino coast. To, um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, so I did that twice. The one I'm thinking, we went up to the Mendocino coast. We camped up there for a week, and like walked around and looked for snakes and shit. Um, Funny shit. Yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of uh, reptiles up there. So like, we were uh, we had some of those snake tongue grabber things, and we're like 
picking up rattlesnakes and fucking hold up hold up yeah. snake tong grabber things uh you say that as if <laughs> the, yeah. i grew up in a place with snakes you did did i were there snakes in gilroy yeah <laughs> like gopher and garter snakes all over oh the yeah okay yeah no let's chill uh snake oh i'll show you a picture that's cool um, but then after that, uh, we drove from there, we went east and went down the like Eastern Sierras all the way down to the, the Barstow Death Valley area. Mm. We we're down there, like camping outside Death Valley for, um, <clears throat> for a week. And, uh, we got pulled over by game wardens cause we were out in the middle of the night, like with our headlights on looking for things running across the roads and stuff like that. And the wardens thought we were Dangerous. poaching. Mm. So that was fun. Okay. Um. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, I mean that sounds dangerous and not as fun as the Yosemite trip. So you should have just really said Yosemite. Well, you took you it. You said that. Yeah, you I know. Right? But you could have. You could have. Let you David know, be original. Okay. <laughs> I want to go back to Yosemite. I think those are snake tongues. You know what my one dream is? Us. One of us. One of us. I don't want to spend too much time on this intro, but my dream is that during the snowy season. We take a D&D trip to a cabin and run like a three-day scenario in the snow. And I think one of us owns a cabin, and his name is David. And you should facilitate that. Fly me out to Tahoe. And fly you to fly Tahoe. Drive. It's like an, an hour, hour away, away. Okay. literally. Listen, it takes listen. longer to fly. Royalty. He's All right. not the it only one. It would take way longer. That's so ignorant. You know that, right? Like, Good. <laughs> see, we have options. At least Rob will fly me out to Tahoe. Um... You guys all level to five. Let's do this very briefly. Um, it's a pretty, pretty big level. Um, we're going to start with Aiden. Aiden, what did... Oh, no. Oh, sorry, Aiden. You already level five. Never mind. Sorry. Love you, Aiden. Let's start, start with, with Jay. Yeah, let's start with the wife. Go ahead. Um, I got an extra attack. So Which is ridiculous. I'm really punching people now, because I already do. And then I got stunning strike. So I'm going to be punching people so hard that it stuns them. Yeah. Um, no, shout out! out. <laughs> shout yeah. out to Ezalor, Sam in our first campaign, who chose a monk, and fuck monks. I mean, to be honest, they're just they're oppressive. And Nick I can't must have stop said them. he hates stunning strike at least four times now. I hate just stunning in the strike. just today. I do. I really do. Um, Natalie, what did you get at level five? I got a sorcery point and a third level spell slot, aka and fireball. <laughs> yep, there it is, guys. <laughs> There it is. I'm sure there's a lot of deliberation Uh-oh. as if as if our sorcerer wasn't chaotic enough. She now knows fireball. So that's great. Um, I can't wait to AKA see what's flammable. Fuck you yeah, in that literally general fuck, direction. Fuck everyone in that general direction. So that's great. Um, speaking of one of those people that will be fucked, Eldrin, what'd you get at level five? Hopefully it's like immunity to fire. Uh, I, I did not. I also got some third level spells. Uh, you want to tell so, us about them? Well, <laughs> clerics have access to like their entire thing. I just have to prepare. Oh, okay. Right? True. So, like, one of them that I prepared was Spirit Guardians, which is a uh, just one you always take with the cleric. Another one I prepare. I have marked down as prepared, but maybe I'll take it off. Who knows? Depends on how everybody treats me. Is revivify. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> that's a good one which uh resurrects people yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's 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 important 
It um, is. There's, there's other things. There's like Animate Dead is cool. Yeah. Please don't. Fast Friends. I could animate a dead and then make Fast Friends with them. That's and use really... both my spell slots for the day. Not something I really want you to do, ever. But I don't think yes. it would work that way. But do um, it. it does in a fantasy world. Do it! Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like I got something else, too. But I'm looking through, mm. and I don't know. What about you, Rob? What'd you get at level five, buddy? Well, uh, aside from my massive uh, spell shuffle, we're yeah. just going to call mm-hmm. it that. Because mm-hmm. you know, of course. Um, the biggest thing uh, from mine is I, uh, through my Bard College of Lore, my Bardic Inspiration die go from a D6 to a D8, which is huge. Oh, absolutely. But not just that, uh, they refresh on a short rest instead of a long oh. rest this time. Fuck, dude. Awesome. 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 Yeah. So we're going to get to the point where, um, you know, those short rests are going to become more important to everybody. Um, oh, so absolutely. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's pretty awesome. Good. And, uh, yeah, as far as the spell change up, I guess you'll just have to keep listening for the, uh, battle time. Yep. Yep. And there will be many more of those. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. All right, guys. Well, cool. I, I found something else. I Did got, you? Yeah. I gained, um, I can now destroy dead. Oh, undead. Not so dead. you can you can animate dead and destroy fast friends, and then destroy their f- undead friends. And I was looking Perfect. up, so it's yeah, anything no under or CR one half and under. So I was looking up what that is, and one of them is something named Frody Dartwild. Uh, yeah, actually, that was one of the next enemies you were going to face. So good, so Frody, if, Frody yeah, Dartwild. If you want to throw as many Frody Dartwilds as you can, in, that would be pretty I, cool. I absolutely won't. I absolutely won't. Do you know what I will throw at you, though? Undead David? Reef Sharks. I will throw Undead Reef Sharks, but David, what do you think I'm going to throw at you next? The oh. recap music. Oh. The recap music, David. That's what I'm going to throw at you. Oh, shit. Last time <laughs> on 1D4. Eldrin came face to face with death in the form of a Kraken priest and proceeded to evade every single attack I threw at him. The Revengers as a whole spent the next 60 seconds in game or so beating the absolute shit out of every combatant they faced, only taking minor damage in a battle that they should have all died in. Lady Meowlin proved her worth and was christened a Revenger as she spilt blood in the name of the group, and Blind Steve shed his past name and evolved into Eyepatch Steve. Once they realized they were no match for the ship full of heroes, some of the monsters muttered incoherently in abyssal and then died unceremoniously at the hands of the crew. You all leveled to five and lived to see another day and another well-balanced combat. Now, let's jump right back into it. The dust has settled and the entire midday is spent nursing wounds and repairing the damage done to the ship by magical storms that were called upon in the middle of the heat of the battle. It's late in the afternoon by now and the sun is threatening to set, creating one of the most humbling views any one of you have ever seen. We begin our session tonight by looking over the shoulder of Trinia Sabor as she coaches a still very injured eyepatch Steve to use his newly found eyesight. 
Slowly, make sure your strokes are slow, but deliberate. Yar, this be a lot harder than being blind. He's standing in front of an easel, and the picture that he's painting is a jaw-dropping representation of the ocean that you're currently sailing on. And if any one of you stare long enough, you'll be able to feel the emotion that Steve has poured into the canvas. A lifetime of being blind has led him to visualize things in a way best expressed with a paintbrush. And as you gawk at his work, there is a bright green flash on the horizon. You hear one of the Steves behind you. Yarr, make a wish! Riley, in this moment of maybe story, what do you wish for? It's superstition, maybe, but sometimes there's truth in superstition. You want me to just say what I would wish for? I want you to I tell us like what Riley's thinking about. That's really personal, and I don't oh. think Riley would tell anyone what she was wishing for. Would she mutter it under her breath? Probably. You hear, yeah, you hear a chorus of other Steves saying it out loud, but probably not loud enough for you to hear. You even see Stefan looking out onto the waves and whisper something. What about you, Jingles? What would Jingles wish for? Uh, this is a throwback to, I believe, episode six. When we start to discover a little bit more about Jingles and a, a memory recall here, what was never dis- uh, spoken of is the letter that he carries about a sister that he has and he currently wishes to be able to find his long lost long lost sister do you think Jingles believes in these types of superstitions the green flash on the horizon as the sun sets Jingles has is a seasoned traveler um, and has become very skeptical, but knows that uh, sometimes it's best to rely on old traditions and ways uh, because sometimes you never know what sort of entity may be listening and decide to help. True. So he... he will not chance uh, missing out on this not opportunity. taking an opportunity to try and get something that he's been wanting to go after. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, gods are real here. So, no, that's absolutely, oh, absolutely. true. Yeah. Yeah. Ravi, what about you? What does Ravi wish for? I don't think she would say it out loud either. I think she would just uh, maybe like reach her hand up to her necklace that has the ring that Gator was supposed to wear and just like close your eyes briefly. Gotcha. Eldrin, the traveler, what is it that you would wish for? Uh, I also don't think that Eldrin would say anything. He's just like laughing to himself. Mm. Um, but it's mostly just what he's here for, which is finding new journeys to take. He's living the dream quite literally. And finally, our youngest revenger, Lady Meowlin. What does a cat wish for on the ocean? 
Nobody can see her, but the camera pans to Lady Meowlin tucked under a nearby tarp, hiding from sight. But her ears are alert and she's paying keen attention to everything, Trinia says. And she has on the deck a scrap of paper and a piece of charcoal that Trinia has given her. And she's drawing. She's drawing a picture. She's learning how to use that opposable claw on her paw. But you don't see what that picture is. But it is what her heart desires. It's cute. Is it a picture of Stefan? No. I mean, he's pretty hot. Now that flash, it comes and it goes as the sun says goodnight. The crew scatters and gets ready for a much-needed meal and a rum hour. What are you guys doing to fill the time between now and dinner? Lady Meowlin is perfecting her art. The rest of you are still very much so injured. I would assume Dr. Steve came around and used some of his spell slots to stabilize anyone. People took damage in the last battle? Listen, listen. Who's injured? Yeah. Okay. We're all very injured. I get hit once. Okay, listen. I feel great after that fight. My adrenaline is we lo- pumping. We leveled Dr. up. We have Steve. more HP, actually. Dr. Steve is coming around and making sure that everyone have, is fucking great. We haven't had a chance to long rest. No, you haven't. No so, long rest yet. Technically, but we, you, ha- we don't have full health. I mean, if, some of, none of you guys got really hit. I, yeah. Oh, no? Okay, well, Rob is technically correct. You guys don't heal when you level. This isn't you know, whatever game that would be. But you will heal. You'll have more hit points. But you guys are, for all intents and purposes, um, you're, you're feeling short great. Resting. You're You're pumped up. Uh, yeah, no, this is absolutely considered a short rest. What do you guys do on the top deck before dinner is served? Eldrin, what are you doing? I think he's just walking around the ship and, like, looking out at the horizon. Looking out where you guys are going. Jingles? After the uh, successful defense of the vessel, uh, Jingles, along with Wingles, are going to be... uh, Fucking Wingles is alive. Are are, going to be singing on deck some sea shanties to raise the spirits of of the crew. That are still around. Uh, yeah, Shanty Steve is getting down with that shit, baby. Give me a performance check. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Shanty Steve starts taking out the bongo drums. You can hear him. I added some new songs to Shanty Steve's repertoire. It seems like it's, a it's paying off. A 19. Oh, man. You're singing the Shanties, they know. And you're teaching them some new ones, which is, you know, yeah. quite the feat. And, and I'm going to lace in a uh, song of rest Ooh. since we're taking a short rest to prize ourselves from our, our weary battle. Can you remind us what the song of rest does again? Uh, with the song of rest, because which actually, for some reason, is still reading uh, as a D6, but... Of course. Um... It says you can use soothing music and or or a oration uh, to help revitalize your wounded allies during a short rest. If you or any friendly creatures who can hear you hear your performance, 
regain hit points by spending hit die at the end of the short rest. Cool. Each of those creatures regain an extra 1d8 because nice. now that we're lo- now that I'm level five. Yeah. Cool. 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 I mean, this is some soothing Stardew music. It really sounds like some Stardew music. So you guys are, you guys are vibing out, having a great time. Uh, Ravi, Riley, what are you guys doing as Jingles is up there performing? Eldrin's kind of wandering, and Lady Meowlin's doing art. What are you guys doing? I want to walk up to Lady Meowlin, and I want to say, um, "Wow, where'd you learn how to fight like that? You really helped us out there. Thank you." Well, I, I just have some natural hunting instinct, and Sister Mongbong read me a lot of different books, and I guess I picked something up, and in fact, actually, I, I think she read me a book where maybe I might have learned a bit about those strange squid men. Can I make a check? You sure can. Give me a... Oof. Rules lawyer David, Arcana? Arcana check, or would it be a nature check? Survival? To learn about a monster. What, what am I good at? To learn about a oh, monster? Oh, none of those things. <laughs> a monster <laughs> check? <laughs> what kind of... Uh, to learn about the Cthulian dude? Yeah, to learn about the Cthulian dude. I don't know. You know what? You, you know what, actually? Give me a religion <laughs> check. I can't say Give that. me a religion <laughs> check. Right. <laughs> rel- you try it, Natalie. Try it. Try it on recording, Natalie. Cthulian. Squidward. Ooh, 18. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 18? She said it. <laughs> yeah, but it comes out as. Aiden, with an 18, what, what type of information are you trying to glean? Well, it's just that Sister Mungbung read me this book called Deeper Than the Ocean. And yep. it was about a squ- when a squid man really loves a mermaid and what they make together. And then the creatures we fought were kind of like that. And I, I wonder if, if there's something that I might know from that book. And Lady Meowlin just reaches back into her knowledge and she realizes that if a Kraken priest was to come to you guys, it's usually with intent, with a message, and on behalf of the Kraken. Ravi, do do you think a Kraken's going to attack? Um, I'm not sure. I don't even know what that was. I mean, you read more than I did about this. I wasn't, I was kind of taken aback by what happened. Those big tentacles would wrap around the ship, the, the hull, and the mast, and they would just crush us. We wouldn't stand a chance. Well, it's a good thing we're almost a magmar then. Was... I don't, I don't think we could handle that. I'm glad that our navigation team was on point. Must be almost a magmar, right, guys? It's been, you said two days. Okay, hey girl. All right. Out of a yeah. three-day trip. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh. Ravi, if, if if you say that we're almost there, I'll go pack the three things that I own in the whole world, so I'm ready to disembark. Well, before you go, Lady Meowlin, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you something, and I like open the bag of holding, and I want to give him uh, one of Basha's t-shirts that we got like a stack of. Oh my God. Oh. At Oh my god, I have my own Basha shirt, and the backing music is perfect. Yeah, what Thank the fuck? <laughs> DJ Roomba is getting intense. I have tense. arrived. <laughs> yeah, moment. here, like, here <laughs> let, let me help you out, and I'm gonna like uh, tie it up, so like, cause she's a cat, so it's like Aww. huge on her, so we like tie it so it like fits her. 
And then That's a cute little knot. Uh, yeah, a cute little knot <laughs> in the back. She does a little. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Revengers. How do I look, Lady Ravi? Mullen? You look just spectacular. Welcome. That was an adorable moment. I'm proud of both of you. I don't know what DJ Roomba was just going off there first. He was on point. Yeah. Uh, Riley, what are you doing? Um, Riley is going to walk up to Stefan. Where is he at? He's at the wheel. He's not, you know, he's not tending to the wheel. The ship seems to be on course. He just is distancing himself from the rest of the crew right now. Is he holding the wheel? Uh, yeah, he has got like maybe an arm on it, but he's very clearly not guiding it. He's not influencing the way the wheel's turning naturally with the waves. Okay, Riley's going to walk up to him and like bump him out of the way and grab the wheel and say, I've got this. I know where we're going. Captain, I mean, Stefan. He allows you to bump him out of the way, even though you both know he's much bigger than you. And if he didn't want to be moved, he wouldn't have been moved. Where are we going, Riley? We're going to Magnamar. And which direction is Magnamar? Where's the port of the ship? The starboard? The bow? Yes. <laughs> and she just goes like that. And he chuckles. <laughs> Look, Riley, I think it, it's better left to the rest of the crew. You don't need to get your hands dirty. Although, you did get your hands pretty dirty in that fight, and it's really impressive. I'm impressed personally, and I'm sure when I report to the captain later, he will be very happy with your performance. Yeah, the captain. Mm. Is he available for a word? Uh, I haven't spoken to him since the battle. Like we've all explained before, he has come down with a terrible, terrible sickness, um, and he just I'm, doesn't want it to spread. I'm really worried about him. You think yes, he's going to make it? We're all worried about him. And make it, yes, absolutely. Um, we have a few cure disease. He's very stubborn. He's very stubborn. But tonight at dinner, he will be there, as is tradition. I'll tell him you're worried about him. Like I said, he was very excited to meet you. Can you tell him that I'd like to speak with him? I just have some like questions. He's Vin Carlo's son, you know? I'm just absolutely. really fond of his dad. His dad is a great great man and a boon to the city of Corvosa. I agree. I'll see if he's willing to entertain you in private, but no promises. So what do you know about uh, that ship we saw get destroyed, the Direption? What do you I think know about nothing. that? What do I think about it? I know nothing about the name Direction, I'll say that much, but for Corvosa to fire on a ship so brazenly and without provocation, in my mind, I think it's a little suspicious. And I know that Queen Iliosa is a little more cautious these days um, with her new with her new tenure. Um, but I, as far as anything else, I, I can't I can't say much. A ship under quarantine does not deserve to be destroyed. So you agree they didn't deserve to be destroyed then? Absolutely. Um, if we were to all get sick with Captain Orsini's sickness. Would we deserve to be destroyed upon arriving to Magnamar? If we no, were floating see, the Yellow that's, Lantern? That's what I'm having a hard time with. Why would Corvosa fire on a ship that's under quarantine? What could that ship have been? What kind of disease could they have been carrying? Do you know? He turns and he looks towards the sea. No disease is worth an execution. I'll say that much, Riley. But I will say I didn't see anyone on board. 
So you think there was no one on board? That's not what I said. I think if there was anyone on board, they posed no threat to Corvosa. They didn't deserve the death that they were afforded. I agree. Troubling me a bit. Yeah, I think it's going to trouble all of us until we figure out exactly what happened. But when hence we return to Corvosa, I am sure there will be answers, and we will find them. You know, a friend once told me where there's a path, there's a way. And that path we will find. We always do. All right, Stefan. You need help, man in this ship, you know? I really don't. Thanks for asking, though. Navigating. You know I, where to find me. You know what? I heard your friend Ravi is a great navigator. And we She's are fantastic. on our way. She's fantastic. She's the best in the business. Uh, I think Stormy Steve would have a word with that. but Or Impulsive Steve. I think she'd give Impulsive Steve a run for his money. I'm just saying. Yeah, well, you know what? I'll be there at the wedding. How about that? All right. I'll need Deal. a date, by the way, to that wedding. So if you're free, when they do the deed, I would love I, to go I might you. be spoken for. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, oh, do you have a man in Corvosa? Maybe I've got many. We don't know. Hmm. Okay. Well, promiscuity is not something that I am unfamiliar with. So I, I salute you. I'll see you at dinner. I'll see you then, Captain. She whispers as she walks away. You see him shake his head and take the wheel once again. The dinner bell rings, and you guys can feel the almost immediate excitement in the air. A deadly fight that everyone survived, and now a new chef in the kitchen helping out Dr. Steve. And a wonderful smell coming from below deck. Is anyone not going below deck for dinner? I'm going. No? Everyone's going? No, I'm going to stay up and like look at the ocean some more. Everybody is going to go pop open one of the cannon doors to let Wingles in Mm. uh, to to join in on the festivities and at least get, you know, the smells. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So everybody kind of files down there, except for you, Eldrin. And it's peaceful. You found moments like this in your travels where there's no one else around and it really just gives you the opportunity to be with yourself. And sometimes that's what everybody needs. And you're looking out on the stars and one bright star in particular starts to get a little brighter. And then it goes out. Completely. And suddenly, you feel something on your shoulder. A warm hand. Eldrin, it has been so long since I have seen your face in person. And you recognize that voice as the voice of your god. And you turn and you see him, and he's there, standing in all of his glory, on the ship, not shy at all. The two of you are alone on the deck. And he points out towards the ocean. You are leaving Corvosa and heading to Magnamar. It is such a short distance, Eldrin. Does this please you? <laughs> um, it's, it's only, it's only the beginning. Hmm. Yes. 
as I, I feel so many things on this ship, so many people with the potential to travel. Eldrin, do you know why I have come to you other than my affinity for mortal, mortal travel? I enjoy a boat. Oh, um, no, no, I, 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 I don't, I don't know. Um, I assume that it's probably because I was trapped for, for so long. Eldrin, when we are trapped, we always find a way out. And you did too. You lost no time in that other realm. But what you have found is something that concerns me, Eldrin. And you see him walk towards the edge of the ship and look out. There is someone on this ship currently. A very, very powerful woman. She needs your help, Eldrin. She needs to travel. But she refuses to. Do you know this woman? Um, I, I believe so. Yes, I felt her in, in the house. Yes, this is the one I am speaking of, Eldrin Zilara. She is more powerful than the Revengers seem to understand, and yet she does not want to move on. She is afraid of the journey. Yes, when, when I was there, uh, my first day, I, I uh, was greatly saddened because it, uh, she, she seemed so stuck. My child, she has chosen to stay here. I need you to put aside your wanderlust and help her find her way. In this, we find ourselves, Eldrin. Um, perhaps I could help show her the, the way? Hmm, not this one. I think her stubbornness might be an issue. She clings to the living for some reason that is even beyond me. I need you, Eldrin, to take the time and figure out what Zilara needs to move on. This would not only please me, but it would please your journey as well. As you wish. Eldrin, I've never told you this, because you didn't come to the previous festival. But you are my favorite. Oh, oh, that, I, I, thank you, that, that really brightens my day. Yes. Always look to the stars for what you are seeking, Eldrin. Now go. I hear Jingles is a good chef. Oh, I am not too good at parties anymore. <laughs> Eldrin, I want you to try. I want you to try to become closer with these Revengers. They will help you in ways that I cannot. Um, if, if that's what you, uh, if that's what you wish, I, I will surely, um, I will surely try to. Good, good. This makes me so happy. Do you see that star up there, Eldrin? And he points upwards towards 
one of the brightest stars in the sky. Yeah, yes, I, I, I do. Mm-hmm. And you turn and he's gone. Okay. I guess I'll go uh, down, downstairs like Celestian has, uh, has suggested. Okay. And Eldrin wanders his way onto the mid-deck. You guys all sit around the same table you did the night before, and now you're looking upon familiar faces, people that you have shared combat with. Everyone is smiling. Some of them are already drunk, even though the rum hasn't been served. And they're regaling the tale of the combat with the Kraken priests. Stormy Steve sits and he slams his hand on the table dramatically. Yar, and then that bitch took the storm. I've never seen anything like it, but he couldn't have handled the harpoon in the gut. Right, Strong Steve? And Strong Steve just flexes as hard as he can, and everybody's cheering. And he turns towards Robbie, still flexing. It's it's great. It's immaculate. Yar, didn't see much of you. Sorceress could have used you topside. What was going on below deck that kept you so tangled? Ladders. Everybody pauses for just a second and then just starts laughing and cheering. Yar, the ladders! And then you hear stories of these things coming up the ladders and attacking with their tails and stinging. And as everybody's just kind of this camaraderie and sitting at the table, um, and you guys are just kind of generally feeling like heroes. Um, you're all sitting around the table. You're taking the same seating order you did before. The only two seats that are open are the captain's seat uh, and Stefan's seat. Riley's they are gonna sit not... in the captain's seat. Of course the fuck you are. Of course the <laughs> fuck you are. Um, Lady Mialin, your booster seat is still there. Uh, they have christened it. There's rum all over it, but it's it's still there for you. Why is it stinky and sticky? And Stormy Steve claps you on the back. Yarr, someone get this little pussycat a drink. And everyone starts cheering and just multiple mugs just come flying across the table. You don't have to drink them, of course. They're not going to peer pressure you. This is not that kind of podcast. Um, but other than other than Stefan, the captain, Dr. Steve and Jingles are also missing. Jingles, it's dinner time. How about you tell me how you come out of the uh, kitchen and serve the crew some of that delicious riddle port gumbo? Um, are we currently sailing or? Oh yeah, are no, you guys. Yeah, no, the ship. Stop. No, the ship has started again. Whatever was holding the ship has okay. released it. No, you guys are in motion. Okay, so Jingles, you know, is walking perfectly, uh, you know, in motion with the the boat. So waist down, everything's moving perfectly. Waist up, completely stoic. Like a chicken. Nothing's moving. You know, perfect serving style. From his, you know, circus days, he knows how to balance. So he's bringing out all the food out and, you know, throwing the bread and the gumbo bowls out to everyone and everyone's having a good time. And then 
out of nowhere, you know, after he's done serving everyone, he just pulls out a, a mug that just somehow, spatially, does not make sense. Like, it should not be able to fit in a breast pocket, but all of a sudden, boom, he has a full mug of grog. <laughs> of course. Says, oh. All right, you salty sea dogs. Here's dinner. Drink up. And then throws back a uh, this huge mug of grog that uh, uh, he is pulled out of nowhere. Everybody cheers. All of the Steves are cheering and chanting. Just, just awesome. They're all about it. Good, 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 good. Uh, you serve that gumbo. Everybody partakes of the gumbo. I mean, this has got to be... Oh, man. Uh, the pot's is bigger than Jingles is at this point. Uh, and it's just full of just delicious smelling food. Even, I mean, it's got to be the best meal you guys have had since you've left Zalara's. Well, this, this this pot that they have in the, in the kitchen is kind of like a bag of holding, but for food to make in. It's just, <laughs> you can make it bottomless. It is a pot of holding. Pot of holding. Yep. Yeah, there you go. It's a pot of holding. Brand new item. And Jingles, you have acquired a pot of holding with this explanation. (laughs) That is beautiful. Um, Guys, this this food, I have to emphasize, tastes delicious. This brings everyone's spirits up. Um, Everybody in the party gets an inspiration dice from how good this food tastes. Jingles, great job. Everybody eats. It's great. It's great, especially after such a, a harrowing battle for the bad guys since you guys didn't take any fucking damage. Um, and then Shanty C stops as you guys hear footsteps from above, from the top deck. And you hear those footsteps move slowly towards the stairs. And Stefan and the shrouded captain make their way down. And like I said, the bustling dinner gets a little quieter as the two of them make their way towards the end of the table. The shrouded man sits next to the captain's seat where Riley is sitting. And Stefan puts his hand on Riley. Hey, can you maybe move for this dramatic moment? Riley stands up and like dramatically but mockingly bows and stares Stefan directly in the eyes and says, oh, I'm so sorry, Captain. And then like glances over to the shrouded Captain. Everybody is looking down. Nobody is entertaining. This, is, this happens in silence, this act of defiance that Riley makes. In the middle of the silence, there's just a loud whoop, whoop. <laughs> Lady Mialdon's bouncing up and down on her booster chair. And you see Stormy Steve look at Lady Mialdon like... Just like motioning just to not make any noise. And suddenly everyone falls silent. And you see Shanty Steve lift his copperware and bring it down on the table. Thump. 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 And the rest of the crew starts joining in with their silver just... Thump, thump, thump. The shrouded man pulls back his hood, and it's another Steve wearing a knowing grin, and he starts pounding on the table too. Everyone's staring at Stefan. Thump, thump, thump. 
just gets louder and louder, and Stefan takes a deep breath and takes his rightful seat at the head of the table, raising a hand to silence the rhythmic pounding. The silence is deafening. Avengers, I think it's time we spoke candidly. Shanty Steve, please. Music fitting of a shared memory. Shanty Steve stands up and clears his throat and starts singing a familiar tune. Stefan starts to speak. Several fortnights ago, we lost a Steve to a horrible battle with a Chelish Navy ship. Captain by Captain Plug. I'm not sure if any of you guys know who that is. That captain ran him through shortly before meeting his fate at the end of my blade before I kicked him off board. I held secret Steve in my arms as the battle raged around us and I stayed with him until his very last breath. The final secret to leave his lips was the location of a treasure, sacred to the cult of the Kraken. I promised that I would make sure that his final gift was not ignored. And after the battle was decided, we set a course. Now the treasure that Secret Steve had told me about was easily found. And with his blessing, the cultists found their fate. They were weak. They were emaciated. Their armor was poor, crafted without honor, some would say. Their spells, ineffective. It was confusing. Such guards would be placed in such an important position, but nevertheless, we found what we came for. Stefan pulls a small one-foot idol from a pouch. I'm going to show that to you guys now in Foundry. I didn't think much of it until we started to leave. He places it on the table in between you guys. One of the cultists, still in his death throes, however, reached out as I left and grabbed my ankle. He muttered something about a curse, that the Kraken would find me at sea and I would never sail safely as long as I held that idol. Needless to say, I wasn't going to take his word for it. Upon returning to Corvosa, I sought the counsel of a Harrow reader. She told me that indeed I was cursed and that I only had two choices to assuage the dark magic. Choice number one, I could relinquish my title as captain. I could freely give up my livelihood and bestow the Starfall on someone else. The curse would not follow as long as I was not in command. Option two, I could give up the treasure, gift it to souls that have no quarrel with the Kraken. And since I was surrounded by a crew who had purposefully drew the blood of the Kraken cultists, there was no suitable souls in sight. But my choice... What, weren't you in Corvosa, surrounded by lots of people on land? There was no chance that I was going to bestow such a treasure on random Corvosans. But good question, Lady Mjellin. Now, my choice was simple, but it was not easy. It looks at the cat. I chose number one. Greedy. I kept that treasure. I told no one outside of my crew. And I gave the mantle of captain to deceptive Steve. And he gestures to the Steve that you guys all now have realized had been masquerading as the captain the entire time. And deceptive Steve wore the mantle proudly. But clearly, that didn't work. 
Stefan stands and pulls his sword from the hidden sheath, and you guys hear that familiar whoo! And he slices the top of the idol off completely and leaving an open statuette. Revengers, including you, Lady Meowlin. You spilled blood in the defense of the Starfallen. It would be my honor to bequeath this treasure upon you. Hopefully, you will end this curse. Did he cut the statue in half? He did. He cut the top of the statue completely off. But why? He's inside. Yeah, right, right, right. Inside is the actual treasure. Please, I bestow this upon you and absolve myself of the curse. It's completely silent on this deck. Can I look inside the idol? Or the statue? You look inside and you see glints, coins of some sort. And he kind of puts his hand on your forehead and pushes you back a little bit. It behooves you to do this blindly, Ravi. Put your hand into the idol and pull something from it. Okay. <laughs> I'm surprised that you trust me completely. She hears treasure and she says, all right. <laughs> over and spill everything out. You don't need to stick your hand in there. There could be spiders. Robbie. Totally not sus. Can I like I can't like shake it out? He said do it blindly. I just like wanna like like shake Yeah. Shake oh you wanna shake it oh you don't want to put your hand in, you wanna shake it out into your hand? Yeah. Okay. Alright. Alright, alright, ready? You ready? Okay, I'm gonna tr- <laughs> I'm gonna try to turn this bag over. And I'm gonna Oh, I got two of them. Okay. Alright, alright. Yeah. You know, just because she described that she did that doesn't mean that you actually have to do it. Well, listen, listen, I did exactly what she described. All right, Robbie, this coin drops out. It's still invisible. Take off your background. I'm going to take off my fucking background. It's like an invisible, like, little story. It's actually, there we go. Look at that. There you go. See, no background. Did that work? That didn't work. No, right click your picture and just say change background. Ah, uh, look at that. Ooh, beautiful. Still can't tell what it is. This coin, come on, come on. There we go. This coin drops out. It is a small silver coin. It has uh, two 20s on one one side. (laughs) (laughs) It's a beautiful, beautiful coin. And it is, I have uh, the, the description here. It's called... A coin of luck. When attuned to this gleaming coin, you come under the watchful gaze of fate itself. The coin has three charges. When you make an attack roll or saving throw or ability check, you may expend a charge to treat the d20 roll as a natural 20. Alternatively, if a creature makes an attack roll or saving throw or ability check against you, you may expend a charge to treat their d20 as a natural one. This coin regains 1d3 charges after seven days have passed. Did, so if the enemy roll, it has to, they have to have rolled a 20 for me to change it to a one. No. It can't no. be like an 18? They can, no. Or? They can roll whatever they want. You can be like, that's a one. Okay. Yeah. Now, I would also like to remind you that I still have my pieces of cutting words 
yeah. that I can automatically say, hey, guess what? Deduct a 1d8 from your roll. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, th- that in conduction, that's pretty amazing. Um, and Stefan grabs the base and pushes it towards Lady Mielin. Lady Mielin, aren't you happy that I did not bestow this type of treasure upon the citizens of Corvosa? How about you stick your paw in there and see what comes out? Lady Mielin jumps up onto the table and gives it a sniff. It smells Prowls like... Surrounded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Do you want me to... I mean, do you want me to sniff the coins? Do I have to sniff yeah, the coins? Yeah, well, what do they smell like? Oh, God. <laughs> 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 smell like they've been sitting in your room for they two years? They smell like they've been sitting in my shed. Oh, God. They smell great. Smells a little musty, but I got to see what's inside. Here we go, Lady Mielin. <laughs> this is difficult to do on camera. <laughs> All right. Oh, that one looks good. <laughs> uh, all right. I don't even know what this is. Uh, I'm looking. It's a gold coin with a dragon on one side and a bunch of symbols on the other. Um, I'm looking for exactly what the fuck this means. Uh, do I even have a card for this? Ah, this is the alchemy coin. Dropping this coin into a potion will infuse it with a strange alchemical energy. The coin will imbue the liquid with an additional property decided by the DM. When you drink the potion, the coin will magically refill the potion after seven days have passed. The coin is not expended in the process. And then there's a bunch of lore about that coin that I will send you, Lady Meowlin. Look, look, I got my first treasure. I'm, I'm never going to spend this coin. Stefan pushes the vase or the Kraken idol, the idolo, to Eldrin. It's your turn. Okay, Eldrin will stick his hand in and, and pull one out. It is a coin that has a mirror that I should probably clean on one side, uh, and then a woman with a lot of snakes for hair. I'm going to guess that maybe her name is Medusa. On the other side, um, I don't know if I like this one. This one's called Mirrors. As an action, you may flip this coin. If the coin lands on the visage of the Gorgon, Medusa, the user must make a DC 16 constitution saving throw or be petrified. If the coin coin lands on the mirrored face, the user can reflect the coin's energy at a creature that it can see within 30 feet. The creature must make a DC constitution saving throw or be petrified permanently. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be making a lot of saving throws because I'm no, gonna do that a lot. No, no, stop. Is, is there is there a use? Uh, yeah, that is the use. No, no, no. It's an action. Like, so just, I can spend every turn flipping that coin. Is what you're saying? Listen, I don't suggest it, and you probably shouldn't. Let's be very clear about that. I don't need the healer of the group to be petrified. And Stefan pushes the vase towards Jingles. Jingles. Oh, shit. <laughs> Jingles, what do you do, man? He's going to fondle that bag. Yeah, fondle it, baby. Yeah, I'm going to fondle it for you on camera. There we go. Fondling it. Going to give it a little tickle. Ooh, tickling it. Grab. And then, and then just a, a little intimate oh. grab. Just, just, just a little grab. 
Like you wouldn't even know. Why did you put like it you in such a tiny little bag? <laughs> Shut up, it's the bag it came with, all right? <laughs> Jingles, the coin has a one on it, a natural one on the coin. But on the other side, a natural 20. Jingles, this card is called the Coin of Criticals. As a reaction, after you have made an ability check, attack roll, or saving throw, you can flip this coin and treat the result as the die roll. You have to wait until after the d20 roll, but mu must decide before the DM says whether the roll succeeds or fails. So in other words, you can say, I just rolled a 15, I'm gonna roll the coin of criticals, and you might get a natural 20 or a natural one. That's a real gamble. Well, I can also use my bardic inspiration. Um, That's true. To boost it. Now, yeah. the question is if I'm allowed to use that in conjunction with my bardic inspiration roll, if that doesn't work out. Uh, I don't think so. Oh. I think we're, we're going to go by the law of the actual, like, if you roll a 20, you get a natural 20, but if you get a 1, it's a natural 1. So it's a real no, gamble. No, 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 no. So let's say there's a DC 15 check. Mm. I roll uh, a 10. Yeah. And I roll a, a D8 with oh. my inspiration, okay. and I roll a 3. Can I then say yes. no? I interrupt and say, I use the coin. Also, you can yes. Is, yes. Is, is the, am I only allowed like one interrupt? No, you can absolutely say, hey, but it has to be before I tell you whether or not it succeeds. So yeah, you can interrupt. I'll, and I, I will give you time to like be like, hey, I'm going to use the coin. Yeah, don't worry. I'm not going to like rapid fire checks off to you. Um, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm again, I'm wondering how much am I allowed to do as far as like say, no, no, wait, no, 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 wait, no, no, I wait. Mean, we will, thing. once that road comes, we'll, we'll, we'll address it. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. And finally, he pushes the vase or the, the idol, the broken idol towards the most troublesome of the crew, Riley. Riley, I'm afraid of what you'll pull. But please. What's the matter, Stefan? You don't want to give me a coin? I don't want to give you any sort of power. But please, as the rest of the Revengers have done, reach in and pull out what you deserve. We both know I use my power for good. Yeah. And she reaches in her hand and pulls out a coin. And gets a broken coin. And you're confused, because it sure is a broken coin. And Stefan pulls the idol, and he reaches in, and he pulls out another half of the broken coin. Um, I think both of these halves go together. And he hands it to you. And it is a broken coin. And it's a broken coin. It's a picture of a woman. Let me show you that. Oh my god, this is hard to do. Okay, here we go. Here we go. They don't Picture of a stay woman. together. They don't. Right, they're together. not so like look. a magnet. So look, <laughs> broken, right? And on the other side, there's a heart and a lot of writing, right? And it's two coins. And this, it's a very interesting coin. This is the coin of lovers. This magical Fitting. coin comes with two halves. 
Each half can be attuned to by a creature. While two creatures are attuned to this half, they've gained the following benefits. As an action, the bearer can sense the location of the other half of the coin provided they are in the same plane of existence. Whilst within 60 feet of each other, the owners of the two halves gain a plus two bonus to saving throws. The owners of the two halves have advantage on saving throws against being charmed. If charmed, the owner of one half will do no harm towards the owner of the other half. Pretty cool. Wait, do I have to attune to this? Uh, mm, I think we'll talk about that because I don't feel like this is, I mean, it's kind of a shitty coin to pull. So we'll, we'll probably talk about whether or not you need to attune to it since everyone else probably doesn't need to attune to theirs. Is there more coins? Uh, yeah, there's a lot more coins in here. There's some more coins. I mean, do we do we get to just keep round robin in until no, I mean there's still more works. treasure? That's not how that works. <laughs> well, we got it. He gave it to us. He's not his anymore, right? Yeah, if he takes it back, the yeah. guy's gonna keep. Yeah, listen, that's true. There's but there's only three coins left. How do I split that up between? Well, we can Revengers. just see what they are and like we'll use them if we're not attuning right, to right. it. Yeah. Fuck. All right, I don't know what to do here. Put it in the bag of holding. Right. Yep. Yeah. We're gonna put these. Okay, I'm gonna read these off real quick. Uh, there is a gold coin with a heart on it. It's pretty cute. And uh, a bunch of crops on the other side. And this is the coin of vitality. During a short rest, you may speak a command word and crush the coin into a fine dust. Those of, uh, that the dust settles upon feel revitalized and restored. And they feel the effects of a long rest. So you take a cool. short rest and you instantly get a long rest, which is awesome. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Come on. Why the fuck? You cocaine! It is cocaine. <laughs> I I didn't want any of you guys to get this, but Natalie brings up a good point. You can't keep it. This coin says yes on one side and no on the other. This is called the coin of questions. This coin has three charges. As an action, you may ask a yes or no question, and the DM must truthfully answer yes or no. <sighs> How many charges? What? Three charges. Okay. When is all that the it? coins, like with the coins, it's like, do they ever just expire and they don't Listen, work anymore? Yeah. When all the coins charges are charges are expended, the coin loses its magical properties and becomes a uh, non-magical coin. So they specify if you use that. So the one you crush into dust and snort like cocaine, yeah, that's the last time you're going to use that coin. Uh, and then this <laughs> one, oh, you know what? Those those last two coins honestly i gotta say i'm glad we didn't get those because they're only single use and the ones that we've we've got are all multiple use so i gotta yeah. say that's kind of a bonus well and we still haven't the ones that are single use they're in the back yeah. of holding now oh, we, oh okay. they are I yeah no, they're in there that we what's the last one uh i i mean <laughs> it's called life and death okay okay What's it as do? An action, <laughs> man, I see this is how this is how someone's gonna die. As an action, you choose to flip this coin and utter the words "Amor Fati," and if the coin lands on life, you will instantly be resurrected the next time you fail three death saving throws or suffer the effects of an instant death. If the coin lands on death, an avatar of death appears to claim your soul. It appears within. The DM's choice within, or a space within 10 feet and warns all others that you must win the battle alone before attacking you. The avatar of death fights you until you die or it drops to zero hit points, whereupon Epic. it disappears. If you are helped, the helper summons its own avatar of death. A creature of 
the creature slain by the avatar of death cannot be restored to life. You are just dead. If you have not flipped the coin and dropped to zero hit points, the coin falls from your person automatically. If the coin lands on life, you immediately succeed a death saving throw. If the coin lands on death, you immediately fail a death saving throw. That's not we great. We don't use it ourselves, though. Like, if Blind Steve died, we could use it on him, and, like, he can die. Like, No, Blind Steve, Steve would I'm, need to I'm, flip I'm the coin. I'm thinking that maybe that's something we sell. Yeah, that's something you don't want any part of. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that coin. Seriously. I mean, if someone's on their deathbed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they had a chance. Like, it's die, either for sure die or another enemy to fight. That's true. If That's... you know that you are going to die, like you are going to die, you might as well fight an avatar of death. And I have the stats for the avatar of death. That He's you probably guys got great loot too. He does have great loot. I will What's say that. Think, uh, oh god, this right. is so bad. <laughs> Look at Nat's no. face. <laughs> She's like, damn, maybe we should just summon him. <laughs> oh man. I know the rules. He's going to you hell. In. Yeah. And then we can all help and summon like six more and have that. six no. times the loot. <laughs> no, 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 no. You each would have to fight one. That's not a great method, Natalie. Who is training you in then, PvP? There's like more loot, right? <laughs> oh my god. I yeah, should have never. We're gonna be able to take on five entities of death. Literally, no. the avatar. What if you could charm the avatar of death? Oh my god, David, what fast friends. The charms, yeah, fast friends. Fast friends. Yeah. I, I friends them. Stefan, we got this. Stefan pushes the idol towards you guys. And now, I am free of the curse. The ship is free of the curse. He raises his glass to the crew. And the rest of the crew raises their glasses. Lady Meowlin, you have a glass in front of you as well, even if you're not drinking alcohol. Everyone has a glass in front of them. To the crew, a toast I'll say. Rum in hand, we find our way. And the rest of the pirates chant loudly. Rum in hand, we find our way. Do you guys chant that as well? Yeah, but yeah. it's a little delayed because I didn't know they were going to do that. Okay, so it's like awkwardly <laughs> delayed, and you guys are like, they ah, rum in hand. Oh, oh Jingles just <laughs> right along here. Rum in hand, rum in hand, rum ham. <laughs> yeah, and he turns towards Shanty Steve. And he says, Shanty Steve, something a little less harrowing, something a little more light. And Shanty Steve nods. And you guys start drinking for rum hour and you're free to move about the cabin everybody's drinking around getting drunker the night's coming to a conclusion what do you guys do with the rest of your night after this revelation you guys have come up on a grip of treasure what are you doing short rest is that what you said oh i mean yeah, you guys already short rested. Uh, you're about to take a long rest because it's nighttime. It's time to sleep unless you're staying up all night. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, but I, I mean, I'm, ass I'm assuming we've already looted all of the bodies from the previous battle. Mm, or they had okay. nothing on them, but I will say, okay. Doctor Steve took that Kraken priest back to the kitchen, and he was in the middle of dissecting it. He told okay, that Jingles yeah. would like to assist on. The dissection. 
yeah. the dissection there. Okay. Yeah, just give me to a find minute. out if if there was anything uh, strange or unusual. Uh, yeah. That needed to be looked at. Yeah. Give me a medicine check. I love this song. It's the best. It's the best. <laughs> With a 22. 22. You don't mm. find anything of monetary value on this Kraken Priest, but what you do find is that this corpse was once much more humanoid than it was Squidward. Um, someone so devout in the religion of the Kraken must have been transformed to this monstrosity. Maybe just be a regular... Uh, Varician that just went down and hung with the wrong crew. But he... Is this part Kraken or is this a mind flare? Yar! It'd be a little bit of both. You see here, this is a human heart, but this tentacle is not human at all. Dr. Steve says, it seems that if you hang out with the Kraken cult and you are in it long enough, you turn into one of them. Yar! Not a fate that I would be fond of. One of us. One of us. And he like sticks his hand up the Kraken Priest's throat and like kind of mimes him. One of us. One of us. And you guys have a merry old time drinking and doing a dissection. What about the rest of you? What are you guys doing? Um, Riley is going to walk up to Stefan and say, Stefan Orsini. Yeah, Can't get nothing me. past me. Now listen, I didn't lie to you. I said that I was a Steve and... My mother called me Steve, and my real name is Stefan, Stefan Orsini. And I have been excited to meet you, Riley. My father speaks very highly of you. He speaks very highly of all of you, actually. As he should. It was good to see you in battle. I've heard only stories of your prowess, and you seem to pack a punch. An extra punch now, <laughs> as I could see. I do what I can. Is this all that you expected, Deceptive Steve? You said you wanted to have a word with the captain privately. Well, and he gestures around to everybody else minding their own business. You've had what you asked for. Yes, I have. Is there anything else I can do for you? Not right now, but if you're saying you owe me a favor for helping save your ship, I'll definitely I, take you up on that later. I'm sure I, that Stefano Rossini, you know, Ben Carlo's son, you might come in handy. I literally never said that I owed you a favor, but I do. Stefan, Stefan, calm down. It's okay. I'm not calling on my favor right now. And he the nods. The time will come. And he laughs. And he raises a glass. We'll be in Magnamar shortly. All right. I'll see you there. And then well, he's going to walk off. <laughs> because he we're, to... <laughs> we're, he's still talking. He's like, well, we're on a ship. <laughs> we'll see each other there. She's already gone. And she walks up to Ravi. And she says, so, Ravi, what do you think about all this? There's been a lot of weird shit going on. You ever heard of the Direption? No, I've never heard about that, but I'm glad we weren't on that boat. Yeah, you're telling me, huh? That easily could have been us. But I wonder what they were sick with. Yeah, for Corvosa, I've never, I've lived in Corvosa my whole life. I don't know about you, but I have never seen Corvosa act that, what's the word I'm looking for? 
You see Inquisitive Steve come out and go, Brazen, you're looking for Brazen. Brazen, aggressive. I've never seen them just outright murder a shit before. Especially yeah. when it was under quarantine. How much damage could they have done? I don't know. I guess we'll have to see when we get back from Magnamar. We'll probably be coming into something that uh, is going to look a lot different than when we left. Yeah, I'm a little nervous. It's my hometown. Well, now they have the Revengers. So. If they've ever needed us, the time is now. What are the rest of you guys doing? Eldrin, Lady Meowlin. Do Do you remember being being a cat before before this? I I remember, but it it's like a series of images. I and the days all blurred to, into one. But I was happy, and and life seemed simple. And and. When you when you became an anthropomorphic cat, um, <laughs> everybody was just cool with it. Nobody, like, I just I just don't understand. Well, I don't think anyone was cool at the time because the the sanctuary was on fire, and there were people looting it and and fighting. And sister sister Mongdong tried to hide me and protect me, but. But she wasn't able to, and then the next thing I knew, I was running and running and, and leaping, and, and I escaped, and then everything was different. She, so, I just want to make sure that you weren't the one who, like, wrote that snarky note in that little thing when you ran, when Aiden voiced the person who, like, handed us a bag and ran away from the, like, creepy sodden woman, right? That wasn't you. That wasn't, Are you talking to me? No, I'm talking. I'm well, talking I mean, I got both of because you. because you're you're speaking in David's voice, and it's really well, confusing I me. I don't know who the fuck David is. That that was me. Oh, okay. So um, ever since you became a a, a, a cat that could stand upright, you've just been um being being kind of just catty and making enemies with the uh the the guard well i i don't know you that well eldrin but i think i know the woman that i want to be and that i'm trying to be and it it's hard same and <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a, a, a hero and or a heroine and it's hard it it's not easy and you don't need to call me out like that oh I, I I'm, I'm just I've, I've seen um, a lot of a lot of stuff in my travels and and never once has a cat ever just decided to stand up and, and start stabbing things. I mean, outside of usual cat behavior, like with actual with actual knives and and, and and stuff. I didn't always use knives, but there were some rats in the sanctuary that needed taking care of, and birds. Oh, that that, that definitely tracks. Mm, yeah, um, yeah, and and just 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 the fact that you can go from 
you know, uh, uh, not sentient being to writing nasty notes to major players in this campaign and in the span of, uh, of a couple of days is pretty, is, I, I, I mean, I, I guess I'm just still confused why nobody's as freaked out as I am. Well, I'll, I'll tell you something secret. I never liked Sabina Marin, even before things changed. She came to our sanctuary and she was just so mean to Sister Mongdong. And it was totally uncalled for. And that's why I think she's nothing but a basic bitch. Yeah. I have only seen it from afar, but I have, I, I have to agree. You know, she came in, and just because she's got fancy armor and nice clothes does not give her the right to say mean things and make fun of people who are different to her, like Sister Mong Dung. Yeah, I, I've, I've run out of questions. Well, <laughs> Eldrin, why, why are you here? Oh, well, oh, I, um, well, I, I, I... Uh, through a series of events, um, fell into the astral plane and met my god, and 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 that was pretty cool. And then Wait, I... you met a god? Oh, yes. Um, my god Celestian was, uh, 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 found me on the astral plane and showed me the truth, and and from there I, I decided to. Take on his, his do his bidding or his will and uh, travel and and learn. You you said Celestian, I I know about him. He was one of the characters in the Immaculate Conception. It's true. It's a good book, the good book, as people say. I, I can't believe you met a god. That's oh, you you must be like chosen well it it um it did it did some real weird shit did, did he give you an autograph oh um no 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 but wait um, are you going to be pregnant now <laughs> um, I, I uh think you've been reading too many of those books <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. You can tell me when you're ready. Oh, I, I, I will. Yes, yes, yes. Dr. Steve comes up and claps a hand on your shoulder. Yar, son, if there's something be that you needn't be telling me, let me know. And where did you go to gynecology uh, school? It was CSU Shipside. Oh. Get it? See, as in the sea that we're on. And he claps you on the shoulder again and walks away. Can hey, Riley? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. What is CSU Riverside. Yes. There we go. There we go. What <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't be CSU Long Beach? Okay. Oh, damn. Oh. CSU Long Beach. I'm going to shout out all the systems here. You can edit that. Yep. I'm not. <laughs> oh, God. And the night drones on. Riley walks up and says, come on, guys. I think we need 
a moment of just the Revengers. And can I gather up all the Revengers and bring yeah. them to like a secluded area on like the bottom deck or something? And I grab Low some deck. drinks as I go. We go get just, jingles from the kitchen if he's in there. Yeah. Just before everyone leaves, Lady Mialin, right by the edge of the boat, she turns to Eldrin and she says, Eldrin, there's, there's who I am and there's who I'm trying to be. And she pulls out the piece of paper that she, she'd been sketching on and gently drops it off the side of the boat and the wind catches it. Eldrin doesn't see what's drawn on it, but the camera pans and on it is a crude drawing of Lady Mjolnir. camera? The, the, the camera. The, the camera. show camera. Right? The show the camera. camera. The narrator's this camera. Is real camera. Okay. Yeah. Right. You guys see like you a reef shark jumps out of the water. <laughs> the reef shark jumps out of the water and he's got like a camera on his head and he's like, <laughs> What was on that a, piece of there's paper? There's a seagull that flies by yeah, and strapped right. to his chest. What on was on the paper? It's a crude drawing, but it's Lady Mjallum, much more graceful, much more confident than she actually is. Chest inflated with pride, with a large, proud oar on it. And she's got a kind of superhero mask covering her eyes. Does it say Boshes? No, right. There's just a little tag on the inside that says okay. Boshes. I need you to draw that for me, Aiden. <laughs> and um, have it to must. me by the end of the week. And after she says that, uh, Eldrin will say, hmm, um, yes, yes, I'm sure that you will become that person one day. In the meantime, though, we should really um, not accept any medical advice from Dr. Steve as <laughs> Riverside is part of the University of California. <laughs> and Dr. Jingle Steve is going to make a perception check. Dr. Steve is good enough. For me and get it out for you. So fuck off. Now Riley has collected back to the kitchen. Riley has correct collected, not corrected. Riley has But collected. as she walks by and she's collecting, she says, Come on, puss in boots, it's time for your first Revengers celebration. And she's talking to Lady Meowlin. Lady Meowlin scampers down. Weaves Dr. in between your legs, so keen to find out what the celebration is. <laughs> Dr. Steve makes a perception check and rolls a seven, so he doesn't hear you slandering <laughs> his choice of university. Um, now, now, Riley, do you, or uh, Robbie, do you go down with Riley and Lady Meowlin? Yeah, Eldrin, do you as well? Eldrin? Yes. Yeah. yes, I do. Dr. Steve claps you on the back, as everyone does when they're being controlled by me, um, jingles and says, Yar, it's time for you to have a meeting with the rest of your crew. Ah, shit. I'll right. clean up here. Don't worry. And he uh, cleans up his uh, nice um, chef's knife uh, and then throws it on the, on the board. Uh, across the kitchen sink and then uh, grabs his mug of grog and shuffles out to the main way. The main cafeteria way where they're meeting. You guys make your way down to the bottom deck, which has been carved out as your personal hideaway on this journey. And suddenly, it's just the Revengers. Riley's gonna like pour drinks for everyone. She stole some cups and a bottle on the way down 
and she passes it out and she says, we've got a couple new faces in the Revengers, but I'm real excited to have you guys here. I don't know what awaits us in Magnamar or Corvosa, but I'm really happy to be doing this with you guys. And she cheers us. Me too. Here, here. Eldrin, do you toast with the Revengers? Of course. Yeah. Lady Meowlin, there's no apple juice on this cruise. You've been given a small mug. Is there a legal drinking age on the high seas? There is That's, no legal. This is international <laughs> waters, man. You're there ain't no law here. Years, right. okay. Riley For says to Lady Meowlin's first drink. Chug, chug, chug. Lady Meowlin. She gets really hyped up. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it. I can do it. I, I can do it. And she takes one swig of it and immediately sprays all of it out. <laughs> That's and Riley cheers. Uh, Is it supposed and to taste like this? Yeah. As you guys cheers, as the Revengers come together for their own drink below deck, you hear a slam as the hatch separating this deck and the rest of the decks closes without any input from anyone and you guys are cut off from the rest of the crew and it gets really warm down on the bottom deck and then a little warmer and then comfortable and Zalara materializes out of seemingly nowhere and smiles as she greets you with kindness. Revengers, it has been some time. I hope I am not intruding. Oh, hey, Zolara. What are you doing here? People have started to fall ill. A man has come to the Revengers campus looking for Jingles, pleading for his assistance, a man named Grau. In all of this chaos that is going on in your absence, I knew it was time to come. The city speaks to me again, and it is time that we listened, Revengers. It is time for another harrowing. And that is where we're going to end tonight's episode of 1D4. I did not expect Zalara to show up anywhere. I didn't even think she could leave the house. I know. I thought she was trapped there. Oh, she can go everywhere. Rope below decks and the house is being brought on the ship. podcast. 
questions or comments, you can email us at the1d4pod at gmail.com. That's the number one, the letter D, the number four, pod at gmail.com. Thanks! Thanks!